is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello and good news. It's me, your host, Hannah Canningator, here to talk about the people, places, and current events affecting the world in a positive way. That's what this podcast is all about. That's what we do here. Every week I sit down with a fellow comedian and we chit the chit chats, the chit chats that are good. This week I have Veronica Gruba. Veronica is an improviser here in Los Angeles. She is also a writer. You can check out her blog, uh, veronicagruba.com. That's G-R-U-B-A. Uh, she, if you live in LA, you can also see her performing around the clubhouse and in the indie scene with her team's Rebel Without Applause, Totally Heather, and Tyrant. We have such a good conversation and the news is so I cried uh, several times when I was finding the news for this week. So good things in store for you, young listeners. Um, if you like shopping on Amazon, you can do so by going using my link and going to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. And then click the uh, for support our artist button in the right hand corner there. You also, if you feel like it, should go to iTunes where if you download the podcast on iTunes and you listen to it there and leave uh, a rating and review and it helps me get up there in the search results and get this good news out there to these good people. Um, all right, let's talk about some good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. It's time we had some frickin' real good news. Well, here we are. Here we are. Yay. Uh, I'm with Veronica Gruba. We are on my couch. We are. Here we are. Hanging with the cat. And we're hanging and it's a Thursday. What a great day for a couch. Great day for a couch. It's very gloomy outside. It is. It rained this morning. Yeah, I heard it. I was still in bed, but <laughs> I spent all morning in bed. Um, the best kind of days are the great, like when you spend a day in bed and then you find out it, it's been gray and rainy. You're like, oh, good. It's like an aftermath approval for yeah, my choices. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I, if it was sunny, I still would have been in bed, but at least this way I feel like I validated it. Yeah, it feels more on purpose. Yeah. Like I was just trying to have a good old cabin day. Yeah. <laughs> Scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> in <my bed. laughs> uh, Charles and I try and do, uh, we call it cabin, cabin days where we pretend we're at, in a cabin in the woods and we'd like try and turn off our phones and... And we freaking listen to jazz and play cribbage, and it's my favorite oh, I thing. Love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, or listen to uh, podcasts or whatever. Um, that's really nice. We haven't. We did it the other night, and I was like, I miss. We haven't done this in so long. Yeah. And also, I realized I've been uh, extra addicted to my phone this week, just because I feel like. I don't know. There's some weeks where you're like, man, I'm really hitting it heavy on the old, the old yeah. device. Yeah. Here. I hear <laughs> you. Doing a lot of likes and a lot of commenting on stuff that doesn't necessarily well, matter. We were having a big week. Uh, yeah. A it was of, a uh, lot. Congratulations, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was very excited. I found out I got on Herald Night this week. And so I was very excited about that. Um, and that's part of it too. And then all the hot gossip, like, can you believe so-and-so got cut or what, blah, blah, all yeah. the changes, <laughs> the big the shakeups. Yeah. But when we had cabin night, it was like hard for me to put my phone away. I was oh. like, this is a, 
This is a real red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have more cabinets. This cabin doesn't knife. feel right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't f- like feeling like this. I like to go on walks where I, if I know I have, you know, like two hours until I have to do something, I'll just yeah. leave my phone and then like go run errands without my phone. Ooh, good. It's a good challenge for myself. I often find myself checking for it and then I'm yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's bizarre how addicting it is. It's really addicting. And it's kind of like one of those things, uh, so much of what you need is on one device. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of a trap because you need it to call somebody or text somebody back and then all of a sudden you're stuck in there. You're yep. stuck in that little screen for a while. And I don't have a watch either, so I use it for time. Yeah, same. Get stuck in it from that. It's... Yeah. It, it's kind of like one of those unavoidable. I mean, you can avoid it by just getting a flip phone and being very being cool um, in that way. But it's like food, like I like food addictions and sex addictions are like the hardest yeah. because you're fighting. This is obviously nowhere <laughs> near as difficult, but it makes me think of that. Yeah. You're fighting what you're bought. Like if you have a food, ad- you have to eat. Yeah. You can't just avoid food. Nope. Cause that's a whole other problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, <laughs> I'm comparing phones to like addictions that are very much more serious. <laughs> but I, I think that people have pretty serious addictions to their phones. So Yeah. And I think we don't realize it. Yeah. As much. Agreed. Um, there is a story. I guess I'll do a teaser for next week. I just didn't read enough into it other than like the first couple sentences. But there's a story that positive news put out still one of my favorite websites um about recovering addicts who are designing furniture from like re old materials like making it's like art slash furniture in one and it's all a commentary on how addicted we are to stuff as a society and also a commentary on the stigma against addiction because it's all done by recovering addicts dang that's all I know about that so far. So that'll Teaser. be for next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get excited. Woo. <laughs> um, let's see. What do I want to talk about first? Uh, I'll talk about this group called uh, the Flying Seagull Project. Um, it started. It started nine years ago now. I feel like I had maybe heard of it at one point, but it started back in 2000 seven so actually 10 years um and it's a group of clowns musicians performers um and they go around all over europe to refugee camps gypsy communities and just um interact with the kids and like bring fun and do maybe i'll just play the video because it made me (laughs) it made me cry earlier And I might just loop the sound in so everyone else can hear it. I don't know if that is uh, legal or not, but... (laughs) Hey, it's a podcast. You can do anything. (laughs) We're clowns, musicians and dancers, performers, play workers, play specialists, and we focus on working with uh, refugee families who are living in harsh environments. When we first got to uh, Idomeni camp, for example, I did have major, major doubts like, 
is this the right place for us? Like, are we insulting them? You see the kids and their first reaction is a bit like, and then they look, and they look at you and you go, So we've been doing music, circus, art, dance, cinema, puppet making, Kaylee dances, pizza decorating, anything we can think of to give them an opportunity to feel good and to feel daft and to feel playful. What is your name? Their eyes sparkle just for a second and then just kids again and it's so, uh, it's so simple actually, to be honest. Before, the kids doesn't have anything to do. Just they stay in the tent. When you come, uh, you make something from nothing. Beyond politics and beyond all this adult stuff, kids just are kids and they like to play Duck Duck Goose and they like to run about and they like to be congratulated for very average artwork, you know, they need that. Our futures are the dreams we have as kids turned into reality. I want them to feel like they could do anything. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I think about that a lot with that sad stuff is just like these kids just never get a chance to have fun because all yeah. that's ever happening is them constantly being reminded that their life is shitty. So like yeah. even if like aid is just like, we're so sorry you're going through this. And yeah. Like, just like constant feedback that's like things are so bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Really awesome. They just get to be kids for a minute. Yeah. They get to be kids and they get to like also uh, see adults having fun is probably big. Like having clowns come in and play music and they set up tense i just i love it so much oh, that's so cool. and then i also love that it's been around i mean before they started going to refugee camps and uh the like they were going into hospitals and uh patch adamsing it up oh, um, yeah that's awesome yeah it's uh, a troop of clowns magicians circus performers and musicians taking smiles to those in need um it's called the flying seagull project you can find him online. <laughs> Let's look up Flying Seagull. I think what's cool is like uh, they have a join us. So if I feel like you're interested, you can like join up with them um, or have or help in your own way in your own communities. And like, yeah, um, you can donate. I love finding cool places. There's so many cool places to donate to. Yeah, they're all over and they're so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah i like what he said about like kids what did he say kids dreams like our dreams are what we dreamed as a kid like turned into reality yeah you know ah i love it it That's almost so made cool. me cry the second time around too yeah um shout out to elizabeth gerard for sending me that video months ago and me just remembering to talk about it on the <laughs> podcast thank you uh thank you elizabeth and um yeah i love it i love it i love it i love it <laughs> also what an amazing thing because i just feel like i talk about this all the time but like the power of comedy and the power of laughter yeah which is why i love doing comedy and these guys are taking it to like a whole other level yeah no kidding you know yeah, like the vein straight, and, straight into the vein yeah and it's not about ego or wanting to be somewhere in their career it's like truly about helping yeah it's so cool yeah that's really awesome i love it 
Okay, speaking of, let's see, speaking of um, children living in hardship, <laughs> um, there, uh, shout out to Rose, our friend Rose, for sending Rose. me this one. I love her so much. She's been on the podcast. She's a true light. Um, she sent me this link about a pair of shoes. They're called the Shoe That Grows. And it's shoes that are adjustable. They adjust to kids' feet. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> they adjust to children's feet as they grow. Um, and oh, wow. they can last up to five years. And um, so this company distributes them wow. uh, for free. And you can be, what's cool about this is I really like when you go to a place like this and you have the opportunity to like either donate or it's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? So you can sign up to distribute shoes somewhere, which That's I think is really, really incredible. cool. But um, there's so many kids who don't have shoes, which I don't even think about. What a thing we take for granted. Yeah. I have so many shoes. Yeah. I buy sneakers a lot. I wear them all the time. I wear them every day. I never go outside without shoes. We think about too, just like kids' feet and their bodies grow so fast. That yeah. It's not even that. I mean, they might be accessible for a minute, but then they don't fit anymore. This is awesome. Yeah. It's like they can't afford to buy new shoes every six months. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're wearing like shoes way too big and they hurt themselves. So mm -hmm. they just go barefoot because they're like, yeah. this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I guess a lot of kids go barefoot and I didn't even think about it's like talking about how there's a lot of soil transmitted diseases and, par and parasites mm -hmm. um, there's a story about this girl Ludi who's 12 years old and she lives in Haiti and she wanted to grow up and go a teacher she had to walk to school our school was five miles away um, and she she couldn't go to school because you had to have shoes to attend and she didn't have shoes. Oh. And so, but now she has shoes. Yeah. Now she has shoes for five more years. Yeah. Um, oh. I was going to say Haiti. I've been to Haiti and that's like the thing that really stuck out because they were telling us to avoid uh, water, like standing water at all because there's oh. so much disease in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, but there's just kids running around barefoot everywhere and walking in like the diseased water and like yeah. cutting their feet, especially because this was like right after the earthquake. So there's just like rubble everywhere and yeah. they just don't even think about it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Having a f cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't even like, oh yeah. When did you go to Haiti? I went in 2010. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you go there for an exchange or just to... Uh, I went oh. with a group in college to help with, like, the earthquake relief. So we... <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah, it was cool. We uh, did a lot of, like, just cleaning up yeah. destroyed areas so they could rebuild. We weren't there long enough to do much building, but, mm -hmm. like, just, like, sweeping and picking up rubble and playing with kids. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. Um, how long? How long were you there for? We were there for nine days. That's so cool. Yeah. Um... I bet that made a pretty big impact. <laughs> yeah, it's a big reality check. That's for sure. It's yeah. a very good way of realizing that we are so, so privileged here. Yeah. Even if you don't have any money, mm -hmm. we live at a better standard than 
uh, many parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was realizing that this morning. I was like, the stuff I was stressed about today, I was like, oh, I don't have time to work and then go on my run and then get on the plane and then do that. And then I was like reading these good news stories I found and I was like, Jesus, Hannah, chill (laughs) your vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself, please. Before you get on your Delta flight, like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty insane. Uh, One of the things that stuck with me the most was watching kids swim in, like, disgusting water. Like, yeah, there's so much plastic there because that was, like, what was sent to them by AIDS. So, like, they use plastic instead of Mm -hmm. ceramic plates or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there's just, like, all the, like, styrofoam and plastic to-go containers because that's, like, how they'll take food from, like, a truck or whatever and they it doesn't disintegrate so it's just their the rivers through haiti are just like flooded with plastic and they're like Uh, it's just so sad and i just remember seeing kids like jump into that water yeah and just being like horrified Uh, for like what would happen next yeah you know they're like five years old and it's you know 98 degrees and 100 percent humidity and they're just like i want to go swimming i want to yeah and also when you're a kid everything's magical Mm mm-hmm like to they're they're not seeing i that just made me think of again what that guy in the clip was talking about like put all the adult stuff aside kids just want to be kids yep so that's hard too because they're like water yeah this is what water looks like there's plastic and it's dirty (laughs) yeah yeah exactly they're not thinking objectively about it yeah just like cool yeah yeah yeah, well, it makes me think of when I was a kid and, like, the second... Yeah, any water you see. It doesn't matter how gross it is. You're like, I'm going to jump in it. Yep. Puddles. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yeah. Ugh, puddles are so fun. Puddles are so fun. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Oh, that brings me to this story. Um, and so many good ones today. I just wanted to cry the whole time I was finding these. Uh, of of joy. Cries of joy. Um, okay, so this is a story about a woman who lost her purse. Her name is... Uh, um, wait, sorry. Her name is Caitlin Smith. And this guy, Eric McCoy, he... He was a heroin. He was living in Baltimore. He was a heroin addict, and he found this purse in the back of an alley. This is back in July, um, and he like looked through the purse and all the cards and all that was already gone. So it's already like somebody t- stole the purse and took everything out of it and ditched it. And so he found like a bunch of utility bills and notes and all this other stuff, and he was like. I'm going to bring this purse back to this lady. Yeah. Um, So he figured out her address based on one of the electric bills. And her neighborhood was like far away from where he, he was. And he got, so he like spent a, like it took like a journey for him to get here. And he was on foot. He had to sell his bus pass and got a subway ticket in exchange um, and so, and he kept like trying to get help and directions at stores and people were like kicking him out. Um, they were like, get out of here. <laughs> and, um, that's my impression of a terrible story. Yeah. Hey, you get, you yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
so he finally makes it to her neighborhood and he's walking up the street and meanwhile she and her roommate are walking uh to down the street to a friend's surprise party and she sees this guy and he's like he is all his clothes are dirty and he looks tattered and he's like just kind of bustling forward and then she notices that he also has her purse and so she goes up to him and she's like hey i will buy that purse off of you and he's like, no, no, I'm trying to return it to this lady named Caitlin. And she was like, well, that's me. I'm, it's my purse. And he he said that he just really wanted to get it back to her because recently someone stole his sleeping bag from him where he was living on the streets. And he said he was so frustrated and saddened by it that he like didn't want anybody else to deal with something oh. being stolen. And so she was like, okay, she and her friend gave him some clothes and a new sleeping bag. And they were like, let's give you a ride home. Um, thank you so much for bringing this so far. And so on the drive, he, Eric told her like that he's been a drug user and told him, told her that he basically, he was a landscaper and he had a really, he had his own business and it was doing good and he had an accident and then this is what makes me so sad then starts the cycle he had an accident and he couldn't work for three years and the painkillers combined with the loss of income like he just yeah went to hair man painkillers it is so messed up scary it's really scary i've even caught myself like the couple times that i've because i've had some dental surgeries where i had to have painkillers and well like it just seems scary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I had access to these all the time, I could totally see this turning into a, a bad deal. Yeah. And they also make you really depressed afterwards. Like anytime, anytime I've had a painkiller, I'm like, this is great. And then the next day I cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? A, yeah. And it's just, it's insane to me that we toss them, at, like throw them at people. Yeah. And especially when you're dealing with something like an injury where you're already in a sad, like you're already bummed. You have hospital bills. You like can't work. You are hurting. It's not a good place to go. Like, here's some drugs. Do your best. It's really messed up. There just needs to be more counseling to get off of it. My friend just had brain surgery, which is insane. Holy Um, cow. Yeah. And he's doing well, but like he's obviously in insane amount of pain. Yeah. And I'm just like really hoping that they like help him taper off like yeah he seems to be really aware of like the danger of it i mean yeah. he's a smart guy obviously but uh it's scary just to be like because obviously he's depressed obviously yeah. this is scary and it's just like the thing i think every day is just like i hope that they give him like counseling to like get off of it so like that addiction yes. doesn't happen because it could happen to anyone anybody yeah it's like mostly I haven't watched the HBO documentary because I am too scared to because I, I know I'll just it just means I'll be sitting in my house crying for a couple hours. And so <laughs> on a day I'm ready to do that. I'm really excited to see it because yeah. I've heard it's amazing. But it's all it's just what it's all about. It's like most of the heroin addictions in this company have all started with painkillers due to something oh, like yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Because um, then it doesn't work either. So yeah, you're like, I need something harder. Yeah. Then, yeah, people who are in chronic pain. Yeah, that's the biggest. Um, that's like, 
or have something where it's like, I'm in chronic pain because I need this surgery. I can't afford this surgery. I don't have health. Oh man. Oh man. This is turning into bad news. Okay. I'll loop it back around to the good part of the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a cool thing though that he, I mean, it sucks that his life is where it is, but he is a good person in it like yeah through and through and just like feels like he needs to help pay back totally oh, that's um and here i'm not even to the wait i have a surprise ending so uh as she so he tells her this story and she's like and i also think this shows like when you just have a connection with a person and you can tell that they're telling like they are genuine and you're they're telling the truth and not trying to take advantage of you she was like she gave him her number and she said uh and he was talking about how one day he wanted to get clean he even had like a spot a recovery facility in mind in fort myers florida and she was like okay i'm giving you my number and if you want to go there i will pay for your plane ticket you make the decision and so a couple days later, he calls, he called her on a borrowed phone and said he contacted the rehab facility and that they had a space for him if he could get there. Um, and so she called the facility and like verified that all that was true. And she got him a plane ticket and he did, he's been sober now for a hundred days oh. and he's in a 90 day outpatient program. And she started a GoFundMe, freaking GoFundMe, um, for uh, to get um, him started on landscaping again, so he could buy equipment. Wow! And get started again, and they raised like twelve thousand dollars. Wow! That's incredible. How cool! That is great news. Strangers, strangers <sighs> in the night, That's and really awesome. getting off heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, let's see where are we at. We are Oh, maybe I'm to hometown news. So every week I try and find something nice about my guest's hometown. And you are from, how do you say it? Enumclaw? Enumclaw. Enumclaw. Okay. Enumclaw. There's a, a arts gallery area thing I found called Arts Alive. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Um, This is like just a little, a little guy. But it's an all-volunteer nonprofit organization in Enumclaw to uh, foster art awareness and provide support for the the artistic community. Um, So they provide financial support, encouragement, and direction um, in groups participating in all facets of the arts. Um, That's really cool. They support school programs in Black Diamond, Buckley, and Enumclaw school districts. And they they have like a huge big gallery. That's it, really cool. Yeah. Anything? How big is Enumclaw? Uh, it's pretty small. I couldn't tell you the population, but I think my graduating class was like two sixty or something. Yeah, I was guessing like small, small to medium size. So anytime I feel like, um, and it's Washington. Is it rur- is it more rural? Yeah, it's pretty rural. Yeah. 
That was the vibe I got. Because there was a lot of stuff about, are you close to Mount Rainier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anytime there's like a s- cool art center in a rural community that's really focused on like fostering and um, supporting that, I, I always think that's so cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, because it's mostly like agriculture, you know. So yes. there's not as much of a artistic world. There. Yeah, same where I'm from. It's a lot of like loving the land, which is great. Yeah, gotta love that land. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it doesn't get focused on as much. Yeah, Edenclaw. This I thought was very cool. This is kind of old news because it is from this summer, but they had a program where ki- while school was out kids could still go to the library to get free breakfast and free lunch oh that's all through the summer that's really cool yeah yeah there's a pretty big like low-income population in enum class that's really really great yeah yeah my friend is a one of my best friends is a teacher here in la and she like just hearing her talk about the amount of the amount of kids who come to school not having had breakfast and don't have lunch with them Mm. is crazy to her yeah that's another thing i took for granted yeah for sure my parents always made sure that i ate breakfast during the young ages before i was a teenager and was like (laughs) 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 but uh always made sure i had breakfast and always like packed me lunch yeah or made sure that i was bringing lunch with me yeah yeah that stuff's hard Mm -hmm. yeah huge amount of people I believe had like the low income were on whatever that is the supported yeah lunches mm-hmm. which was great that they had it accessible there yeah because there's only one high school in the district too oh, so I okay. think there was more like accessibility I guess yeah if you needed it yeah yeah um I never even thought about I I talked about free school lunch stuff with uh when Jake Sprague was on mm-hmm. um schools are always in like a ton of debt mostly from giving away lunches it's like thousands of dollars um so a cool thing to do is and another i know all my listeners are raking in all the (laughs) (laughs) i know all of us uh all the improvisers here in los angeles who listen are just swimming in pools of money yeah (laughs) so if you're trying to figure out where to do put it Here's the third one for today. Just go, maybe like the school you grow up, just go give them some money and be like, this is for lunch. Yeah. Well, especially now with Betsy DeVos, if she really mm. wants to eliminate that, uh, which is t- terrible. Yeah. And it's kind of been one of those things I feel like is like a necessary debt. Like, yeah, most people have been able to realize that it's like, yeah, we're in debt, but also like this gets kids through school. You can't like have them be here and not eat. Like, yeah, what is what is the alternative? Yeah, I can't understand. What's that. the point? Schools aren't for profit, so yeah, whatever you know, yeah, we right. deal with it as we go. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things that it's not. It's not like oh yeah, these kids are taking advantage. Like they're doing yeah. it on purpose. It's like no, mm-hmm. they don't have food. Yeah. And their parents aren't providing them with it because of the situation they are in economically, which is a whole other issue. So don't take away the lunches. Yeah. You crazy bat. Yeah. (laughs) She's a monster. Yeah. Monster. Um, I think Enumclaw 2 might have 
been one of the star or Washington. I almost did this story, but I couldn't figure out if it actually started here. But they definitely have a chapter of it of Feed the World, where they focus on, um, um, like going to different countries that are struggling and teaching them to be sustainable mm-hmm. um, and like ha- teaching them agricultural skills. And I think it started in Enumclaw. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Enumclaw is all about that food, all about that we food and that land. Yeah. <laughs> we love food. We love land. Uh, future farmers of America. Big club in my high school. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, what a, um, future farmers, 4-H. What does 4-H stand for? Great question. I don't know. I've uh, never known. I was part of it. You were? What did you do? I've always uh, been so dog, curious. Dog training, dog performance type oh, stuff. It fun. was very fun. Uh, I didn't. I moved to Enumclaw in eighth grade, so I didn't have a lot of like community there. Everyone grew up there, and I was yeah. like a strange new girl and. Uh, so we had a dog that was the best dog in the whole world. And that was like my mom's way of me having like a hobby, with something to do. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Yeah. That is we, like, fun. Showed our dog and. I take my dog to shows. <sighs> yeah. He was never like great at it, but it didn't matter because it was so fun and we yeah. were young and we got to like go to the fair and. Oh, uh, the fair. Yeah. Fairs are so fun. Um, I just, I did see, here's another Enumclaw tidbit. The King's Fair. Is that what it's? King there? County Fair. King County Fair. Mm-hmm. Homeless wasn't going to be there this year. And so oh. the town rallied. And they were like, no, we have to have the King's County Fair. And they did a big fundraiser and they got it back this good. summer. Oh, good. It was, it's huge there. Like, that's my mom worked at the fairgrounds every year. And it's like the massive part of what our town is. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It probably is big income bringer too because people come from out of town to go to the fair. So then people right. get the restaurants and mm-hmm. all that stuff too. Oh, fairs. I haven't been to a fair. I want to go to, there's always like weird fairs outside of LA or yeah. there's also the Los Angeles County Fair yeah. and I've never been. I haven't either. I love that people are just down to have like hokey fun. Yeah. It and it's fun. It seems mostly in like August or fall. We're like, Let's freaking ride some hay barrels and find some scarecrows in a maze. And like eat terrible <laughs> fried food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we would do that. Uh, we went, I think we went twice when I was living in Seattle as we would, we drove all the way to Puyallup, which is like a pretty hefty little day trip. Mm-hmm. Not too bad, but uh, we would drive out there and go to the, cause the Puyallup fair is like the big state fair in Washington. Yeah. And so we'd go out there and just ride terrible rides that are just set up for a couple months and yeah. eat food and just like get uh, those like spray tattoos and yes. <laughs> get caricatures drawn. It's too fun. It's very fun. What else? Animal corner. Okay. Again, this one kind of made me tear up so this is uh hilarious to me on one end and so beautiful on the other (laughs) so um this uh this man an 87 year old man um patrick saunders what he was in hospice so he was dying and he was like on his final days and he grew up riding horses and caring for horses and was like a huge horse head um <laughs> and he uh his family wanted 
for him to be able to see like the nurses and his family were trying to figure out this is obviously his last couple days. What can we do? So the nurses, I guess the hospice center rents some of their land to an Equian rescue center next door. And so one of the nurses reached out to the rescue center and they, they brought a horse into the hospital. Whoa. And the horse's name was Victor, which was his dad's name. And this picture is too sweet. He got to see a horse. Um, I, it's too sweet. That's so cool. Yeah. And they surprised him and he got to give him, give the horse treats. And I love it so much. Oh, and the hilarious part to me is picturing a horse in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to walk down the hallway. (laughs) Yeah. They're so so big. (laughs) They're huge. Horses are huge. That's so funny. Um, But I love it. Hospice is very cool. Um, I mean, not that like that it's it's sad because it's like the final. But this sounds like a good ass hospice place. Yeah, no kidding. The nurses are like, what can we do? I'll make a call. I'll make a call and we'll get Victor over here. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's how they should all be. Yeah. I love it. Horse in a hospital. <laughs> I can't get over it. In the picture, he's so happy. He's so, so happy. And then he passed away a few days after that. So Aww. what a cool thing. They brought, they let my friend have dogs visit him in the hospital. Oh. They have like actual dogs that are like meant to come around. Yeah. He was in like ICU and stuff and they were allowed through it. And then the nurse was like, supposed to tell anyone this but if you say it's a therapy dog we're not allowed to ask if it yes. is or not and so he got like three dog visitors when he was in the hospital that's so great yeah, so is this the same friend who had yeah. brain surgery yeah scary yeah um that's awesome though yeah it's true if you especially in california is it here in california yeah yeah down the street mm-hmm. especially in california yeah they're like all about their therapy dogs here oh yeah you can walk into a restaurant with a chihuahua and say that it's a therapy dog. And everyone's like, sure, sit indoors. Yep. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> this dog makes you feel better? Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Love it. Well, now we're to the part where I get to ask you about a personal good news story. Yeah. A time in your life you were affected in a positive way. Um, well, we keep talking about animals, and it just made me think about the dog I had in high school. So I, my parents separated in seventh grade, okay. and then we moved a bunch. My mom and I moved a bunch until we settled in Enumclaw in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of anxiety and depression like throughout my whole childhood. Still mm-hmm. do, medicated, but... <laughs> um, kind of didn't know what it was just was like very deeply affected by it well how could you when you're that young yeah yeah you know and everybody's i feel like all adults and everybody are like oh you're just moody it's puberty welcome to life honey yeah that kind of thing it's totally hard to know what's what or it's just like they think it's circumstantial sadness yeah it's it's more than that it's a lot that's affecting me constantly yeah yeah um but we got this dog his name's coco and he was a shih tzu that we he was the last dog in his litter 
um and he like no one wanted to adopt him i guess he like hadn't been adopted yet um which i truly think was like cosmic serendipity type of thing because he was the sweetest dog in the whole world and it did truly changed my life like i think that he's a massive reason i graduated high school is because i had this dog to come home to that gave me just unconditional love Mm. and he was very aware of like my bad days and he would just like come and lay with me and it was the nicest thing to have a companion that didn't ask questions or like ask you to like tell you why you're sad or anything he's just like i'm here yeah yeah and so i got like, I'm so, so thankful that I had that dog. That's and awesome. He was the cutest thing in the world, and I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dog, I mean, I've talked about this before, but the emotional intelligence that dogs have, especially, is really incredible. Yeah, it's wild. It's just super aware. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just being, like, like trying to be tough, as I often was, and him, like, it was clear that he knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, he would just, like literally like lick my tears away and like just just hang out with me when he felt like I needed it and I always did and even if I didn't I was so happy he was there magical creatures yeah do you believe in reincarnation a little I'm starting to a little more as I get older and I think that him especially I'm like there's something there yeah or like the residual energy maybe of something I am fully convinced per this story that I shared with that was my animal corner a couple weeks ago. There's a dog that goes around and saves worms. It picks up worms off the pavement when it's hot and brings them back to the grass. Oh my gosh. It's insane. I'm like, how does it know to do that? It, the reincarnation is real. Yeah. Like this was a human at one point who saved worms. and <laughs> Now it's a dog. Yeah. Oh, um, or just like also how crazy smart they are that we don't even know. I'm like, how does it know that the, it's too hot for the worm? Yeah. And that worms live in soil. How yeah. does it know any of that? That's crazy. I know. And it's also the cutest thing. It like picks them up in its mouth and then moves them over and it doesn't hurt them. Oh, I can't. It's too much. It's too so much. So sweet. <laughs> there's this dog. So I do dog walking too mm-hmm. for my job. And there's a puppy that's like three months old that I get to see three times a week. And Ooh. I just cannot even begin to explain like the true joy it brings me. And it's like my, I feel so at peace when I'm around this dog. And it's just like, I know that it's special. You know, it's that feeling of just like whatever. It's like pure goodness. This dog is like, he doesn't whine or bark. He's just like the most cuddly little puppy. And he like is so happy to see me and it's like really nice to have like I know three days a week I get this like pure love from this puppy (laughs) and even if I'm like done with the walk I'll just like hang out with it for a little while afterwards and he just like cuddles with me and like rests his head like you know like in my neck yeah and it's just like hi hi (laughs) hello I love it yeah yeah dogs are just the pure I feel like they are just the purest I love my cat, too. I think my cat is actually a dog inside of a cat's body, (laughs) um, perhaps. Uh, But dogs just seem the most selfless. Yeah. Cats are like, please, I have have my life. Let me live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some cats are really awesome. I got to say, Rose's cats are probably two of the most, like, empathetic cats I've ever met. And they're both, like 
just like there mm-hmm. and snuggly and she was just saying like the other day she was having a hard day and the cat just like came up and like laid on her and like knew yeah yeah that's what my cat does too he comes and he lays on my chest if i'm having a hard day or he's done it oh. with strangers like we've had uh well, like one of our friends was over after he got broken up with and was like laying on the couch and having the worst time and my cat just like went straight oh. and laid on top of him yeah, you, know, you got a good one yeah because some cats know. are I know. Cats that don't care about anything. They really don't. <laughs> I hate those cats. Those cats give cats a bad name. I those know, cats are the reason everyone's like, oh, cats. I know. But the cats are great. They are. Um, and so are dogs. Do you have a dog now, or have no. you had one since your dog? I have not. What was um, your dog's name? Dog also, Coco. Coco. Uh, we when I lived in Seattle, uh, my roommate had a dog, and she was great. Her name was Grace, mm. and. Um, she still has the dog and that dog is very sweet and so that was nice to be like in an apartment with a dog because we convinced our landlord to let us have one which was amazing yeah because our landlord had a very soft spot for dogs and Mm. we lived in a three-bedroom two-bathroom apartment and it like pets weren't allowed but she was like i think yours your apartment is the only one i let people have a pet because it's big enough yeah so we got a we got grace and she was great she was the sweetest dog love it yeah also another like daily lifesaver in the sense of just like love and yeah especially for my roommate who had like a real tough first year in the apartment and like mm. i just remember coming home and just like grace would just like sit right on my lap yeah be like i'm here <laughs> love it yeah uh, yeah um one question what does your tattoo say on your arm this Can one I, yeah. to live would be an awfully big adventure <gasps> oh i love that thank you it's from hook yes yeah. that's like one of my favorite that's one of my favorite quotes. There's so many, uh, there's so many good quotes. J.M. Barry, right? Yeah. Jam, jamboree. Jamboree. Um, also, can I talk about, uh, and if not, we can just cut this out, but uh, can I talk about your self-love? Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. That you did? Yeah, absolutely. Because I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Oh, thank you. I loved it so much. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. How should we summarize that? Was it 30 days? 30 days. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Will you summarize it? My brain is having a hard time doing it. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I have always had a lot of like body dysmorphia and, uh, just issues with self-love in general. And mm-hmm. I was trying to change my f- social media feedback. So I started following a bunch of these accounts that were like not necessarily body positivity but also just like self-love body like accounts that had like different types of female bodies and male bodies that were like beautiful and great and uh one of the girls she had what i would consider looks like the most similar to my body that i'd ever seen and Mm -hmm. i was like i've never seen anyone that looks like me and it was just like an instant like a sense of peace yeah and she hosted a she does it like every couple months uh 30 day long self-love boot camp. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to join it and it was awesome. It was just like every day had like a theme to it and you would post a picture or like write something in yeah. relation to it. And I just kind of decided to dive in head first and like not give a shit about it. And yeah. it helped and it was life changing. It's uh, I loved I loved seeing your posts and I thought that was, and then I, I also remember I did end up clicking cause you, referenced her right in one of them and yeah I found, uh or just the hashtag of self-care boot camp right yeah is that what it was self-love boot self-love boot camp yeah um i just think 
This is when I love social media is when it's for something positive and, and what you're talking about, like not seeing another body that is like yours and being able to be like, there's somebody like me out there. I'm not alone. And just also (sighs) your posts were the, they were just the best. Thank you. I love them. And I'm not saying this in an eloquent way at all, but, um, they were just really inspiring and super real and super uh like brave and just putting like putting yourself out there in a very real way because that's the part i hate about social social media is it's not real you know yeah it's it um so i just i i thought that it was amazing to watch and i felt very inspired by it i really appreciate that yeah yeah it was uh I've been kind of like, it's been a month now, I think, since I stopped that and like trying to figure out ways to use that Mm because it just feels like there's something to that for me in my journey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like figuring out what the hell I'm doing with my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It felt very powerful. And I got got to connect to some women that were doing it as well that like, because the girl that hosts it is living in Canada, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the other participants were just from like literally everywhere yeah you know like there was australian girl and like a girl from like another state and all this other stuff and uh so it was just cool to like see yeah each side of it that's really really good yeah that's awesome and just to know i wasn't kind of alone in it yeah all sorts of different bodies and experiences and uh rose kind of like was the one who led me into this as at least the introduction to the social yeah. media accounts. And yeah. It was my choice to like make the big dive. Yeah. Roses. I love her body positivity stuff yeah. too. Me too. Um, I, yeah, it's just so important for us to remember that there's all different, everybody's different and, but also the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like we're all made of the same stuff Yeah, and there's people out there who look like you And there's people, there's not one way that any of us are supposed to be. Right. And especially as women, I think it's really hard to remember that. Yeah. Like, well, and living in LA, like my issues and my body issues got so much worse living here. Yeah. And I was good at faking that it was better, but Mm -hmm. like, I just realized how much like negative dialogue I had going in my head, you know? And I think when you live in a big city that's focused around image so much, it's like yeah. hard to remember that we're all, we all look so different no matter what. And no yeah. one's going to like, everybody is so unique mm-hmm. and special. And like, we are so focused on like this, like point zero 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 one percent of yeah. the population that we see on screen or like in magazines and yeah. it's all unattainable. Yep. And even those women are being Photoshopped. They don't look like what they look like in the pictures. Yeah. So they're not even reaching the goal. And that like creates this huge amount of dysmorphia and self-hate and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I I think about how hard that must be to be to see your photo in the magazine and have it not look like you. That must be I I yeah. just got headshots recently and I sent one of them in for retouching. And when she sent it back, it was like um not a full body shot, but it got most of my torso probably. Yeah. And when she sent it back without me asking her to, she made my waist smaller and like took out like part of like my butt. And it made me laugh mostly. I was like, I'm not using this because I was gonna crop in closer to my face anyway, but if I was having a bad day, this could really fuck with me. Yep. 
This is yep. like, this is weird territory. And it was the first time I've ever had a picture sent back to me where somebody changed my body and it made me realize for celebrities and oh, people like yeah. that, like how rough that must be. Yeah. And it was weird. I was like, wait, this looks bizarre. Like my bot, like, what is it? And then I pulled up the original and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> she like shaved off my stomach and took my butt away. This is so weird. That's so weird. And I know it probably came from a place of good intentions. Like she's a good retoucher and she deals with actors all the time. Yeah. But I was going to email her and be like, hey, I'm not pissed about it, but maybe in the future, like, just check with people. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Because that's, that's really sensitive. Really triggering. You're basically saying that you thought I looked, that you think I'm too fat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. Yeah. And LA will definitely mess with you. What I loved most about your post is doing the body positivity in a way that's like, thank you for the, like thanking your body for ways that are not image based. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, that's like a big thing I have to remind myself of daily is just yeah. like, I'm, and it goes back to like the privilege thing too, is like, totally. I'm so lucky and yeah. like my body can do crazy things that some people like just the ability to like walk, walk mm -hmm. to, or like be able to like drive a car, like have control of my body to drive a car. And yeah. like, those little things are so like some people don't have that mm -hmm. and it's crazy for me to like hate that yeah it's like so selfish and like yeah. self-involved of me to be like i wish my arm looked sexier while it was picking up this bag you know like, <laughs> right. it's like what a dumb thing <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um I loved this <laughs> me too. i was trying to think if i have anything else and i think we covered it all Thanks so much um, for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. That's awesome. Uh, what a great, was so much good news today. So much good news. Yeah, I feel and like it's the, sunny outside. And now. it's now it's sunny. <laughs> now we're going to go do stuff. Yeah, I feel like the message of today was check your privilege. <laughs> Be grateful. Yeah. Self-love also. Check your privilege while also like being nice to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is like, I, this is the advice I want to give everyone always is just like remember like you don't have to do everything at once and like yeah. uh, you are good yeah like just remember like don't overwhelm yourself with the stuff that you haven't done yet or the stuff you feel like you should do and just like remember what you are doing and what you have done and like thank yourself for that because it's massive like that's a huge thing that I have to remind myself of constantly yeah. is like it's really easy to compare yourself but just getting through the day and being present is enough and if you get to do more than that then cool celebrate it be excited about it but don't be like it's okay if you have a bad day it's yeah. okay if all you do is watch bojack horseman for, <laughs> for hours uh, yeah <laughs> yeah which i hear is great i hear the new season is it's solid i, I just can't wait to watch it watch the finale <laughs> uh that was such a great way to end this thank you yeah thank, thank you, you for that um okay everybody have a great week good news later bye, bye. Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.